Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6 verse 8. Welcome to the Driven by Purpose podcast where Jesus is our center. We discuss all things related to self-love, a healthy relationship with Christ, breaking generational ties, traits of a godly woman slash man, and so much more. Join me for this podcast and you will leave convicted and most importantly, forever changed. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back or welcome to the Driven by Purpose podcast. What's your favorite baby girl? Tina, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Now, don't side on me. Don't side on me. Y'all already know I was on my I was on my monthly streak. I really was. Right. And then I was like, you know what? The last week of June, I'm going to make a June episode. Right. And, you know, I started work and like all these different things. So like your girl is also a gym baddie now. So we're going to gym and to the gym and to work and all that stuff. Life was life and, and crazy and busy. But it's the first week of July or wait, is it? I think so. Yes, the first week of July, and we're trying our best to make sure that this episode goes out today. So it's definitely going to go out today, and by God's grace, after this episode, I'll be back on my monthly schedule. (sighs) Mercy, I'm so sorry to all of y'all for being late with this episode, but here I am, okay? We're not going to do all in the past. We're not going to do all in past mistakes. Anyway, so today's episode will be focused on friendship breakups, okay? So the title of today's episode, the official title is learning to part ways peacefully right and this is friendship breakup edition um so i actually did not plan to make this episode on this topic at all i feel that i've kind of already explained my process to you all so i will write down topics that will come to mind that i feel like the holy spirit will drop on me however i may have a plan like okay this is what i want to talk about this month and the holy spirit will be like nope Mm -mm, I don't want you to talk about that. I want you to talk about this. And I think maybe it's to appeal to certain viewers. Maybe the Lord, or not even maybe, the Lord definitely knows what some of you all may be going through. And maybe he's like, okay, this specific episode is going to really speak to them on that because I've literally received messages from people who might've been going through tough seasons and literally my podcast episode covered what they were going through. So sometimes the Lord just changes it up with me. But anyways, I was not planning to make this episode (laughs) on this topic but suddenly I think it was like last week or close to two weeks ago the Holy Spirit was like nope scratch that the topic I want you to talk about this and he also like put it on my heart to really kind of talk about recent um friendship breakups that I had which I was not comfortable with at first I was like Lord I was like Holy Spirit I'm only gonna talk about like you know middle school elementary kindergarten like I was only going to talk about (laughs) those type of friendship breakups but the Lord was like nope mm -mm, this needs to be personal so listen this might truly be for somebody I'm praying that it is for somebody I'm praying that the person that this episode is for that it will bless you that it will comfort you that as you might have went through a friendship breakup lost a best friend close friend somebody that you that was specifically a friend, but that turned into y'all viewing each other as family, but y'all suddenly fell out, whatever it may be, people that you might've grown up with and you don't have the same friendships with them anymore. Like 
it's a lot. So I just want this episode to be comforting for people. I want it to also be relatable for people. And I'm praying that the Lord will personally speak to you and minister to you about whatever you're going through. Amen and amen. And I also just want to like, because I do definitely want to incorporate like mini prayers at the beginning of my episode. And that was kind of my prayer. But I also do want to be specific by saying, Holy Spirit, we invite you in today's episode. We pray, and I pray typically before my episodes, but Holy Spirit, I strategically invite you into this episode so that you can speak and so that you can have your way and so that you can take your place so that whoever needs a message, whoever needs encouragement, whoever needs upliftment, that you will meet their needs today and may they not go back empty-handed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, y'all, let's get into it. So back on the topic of friendship breakups. So I'm a girl and you already know how the girlies be, okay? So y'all should know I've had quite a few friendship breakups, all right? Not just elementary school, not just middle school, but also high school, college, even to graduate school, unfortunately, all right? Um, And at almost every point of my life I've had to part ways with people that I've loved deeply that some that I've seen as sisters cousins whatever it was that I can say I wasn't fond of having to part ways with people so usually in the past I never had peaceful partings I mean they might have seemed to be peaceful but deep down inside I harbored such negative feelings towards people such as bitterness anger, um, all of that. Sometimes it was at the person, but I can be honest that in many instances, I was mad or bitter about the situation, or I was mad or bitter about what specifically brought about us having to part ways. And I just want to ask, like, how many times has that happened to all of us? You know, we may portray that, you know, it's healing girl summer or it's our healing girl era and we're not letting things get the best of us and that we're parting ways peacefully with people, whether it's friendships or romantic relationships or whatever. However, deep down inside, sis or bro, bitterness is eating you up. Bitterness is doing you shaggy. Bitterness is trying to finish you. Like, let's be all the way for real. And I can recall in both middle school and high school, I had to let go. And I want to start off with that point specifically or start off with those stories specifically. I remember in high school and middle school, those were my first um, situations and instances where I had to let go of like very near and dear, like friendships like those were my besties at the time but I really had to let go of them and at the time you know I didn't understand or at the time it just felt like it was the end of the world and at the time it was just so heartbreaking and so hard um but a lot of times especially in middle school and high school the reasons why I had to part ways with specific people was being that our seasons no longer aligned our paths no longer aligned also, we were not equally yoked, whether it was spiritually, whether it was emotionally, but in many cases, especially as I got older, it really was spiritually, but especially in middle school, high school, I was doing, I was doing in and out, you know, lukewarmness. So in those cases, it was a lot about mental, emotional maturity, 
and things of that sort and us not being equally yoked in that aspect right but sooner or later I started to even realize with a lot of friendships that I had in middle school and high school some of the biggest issues that I had and now that and I'm seeing this now that I'm looking back at the situations I realized that some of the friendships that I had they lacked purpose and external factors begin to influence our friendship. So I can be a little bit more specific. There were some friendships that I had in high school specifically where I was only friends with people because they were pretty. That was it. There wasn't no real purpose, no real end goal. It's not to say that friendships are supposed to be transactional or this, that, and a third. But it's like if if you are friends with someone off of the strict basis that they're just pretty but nothing else, <laughs> and there are no other factors that are keeping you in that friendship that friendship y'all already know it's gonna flop so anyways I had a lot of friendships like that like oh we were pretty or you know oh they were the cool people to be around you know it was a lot of superficial things or superficial reasons that I had at the time concerning why I was friends with people there however a lot of the friendships that I had truly lacked substance and as I stated because our friendships lacked purpose because our friendships lacked us being spiritually equally yoked what ended up happening is that as i stated earlier external factors began to influence our friendships negatively now i want to be clear this is not a tea flowing session okay i always say that because i try and be very intentional about what i choose to share in overall topics of podcasts um, and I, like I always say, I try to move as I feel led by God, especially as it pertains to my podcast. So that's why I'm going to be sharing this. But specifically with one of my friends, um, I won't say from one time period, but at several points in my life, you know, of course I became very spiritual, but I remember um, certain friends that I had at certain points in my life, they were very, they were either lukewarm or they simply did not believe or prioritize God. And what you see happen as believers is if your friends don't push you closer to Christ, especially as you grow in your walk with Christ, or if they don't correct you when needed, and if they don't act as a source of accountability, then what you will see is that you will fall into the category of lukewarmness. And I remember having a friend a while ago, like a very long time ago, and I remember um, at one point, we were both serving God, right? Like we were Christians and everything. And we were in, we were part of a big group. Nevertheless, with us being a part of this big group, I remember when we would share our Christian beliefs because a lot of our friends in that friendship group were not Christian. They used to tell us, or they used to basically discourage us from having certain beliefs. Like for example, I'll give a very discreet example. I remember us bringing up like sex before marriage and things of that sort. And I remember me and this one friend specifically we were like oh you know we don't want to do that we're christian girls we're trying to serve god and we're trying to remain pure and i can distinctly remember certain friends in that friendship group being like bro like that stuff is outdated like you shouldn't do that don't save yourself like do what you want you're young live your best life quote unquote and because of sentiments like that being shared with us I remember me and my Christian friend within that friend group. Obviously, it's very clear our fire for God started to truly decrease, you know, and I remember that we remained stagnant while all being in that big friendship group. 
long story short, that friendship group ended up breaking off. Many of us went our, you know, our own ways. However, I stayed close with my friend who was a Christian, as she stated. However, with being a part of that friendship group, I started to see like she wasn't the same, you know? And one thing that I noticed was she remained stagnant in her walk with God. And once again, please don't think that this is a bashing session or a holier than thou type of situation because it's not. Um, but it's just me being very open, honest, and transparent. Um, and another thing too is us as a body of Christ, we need to learn that correction isn't always a form of degradation. Okay, at times we simply have to be upfront about the truth. If somebody's falling in their walk with God and someone's remaining stagnant, we just have to be honest about that. Nevertheless, I can recall us growing in our friendship. And um, as we were growing in our friendship, I began to explore the Bible for myself, right? And I became to I became so engrossed, so I don't want to say I became so deep because I don't really think it was that, but I really started to figure out God for myself, you know, without waiting for Sunday to come and for my pastor to share his understandings. Nevertheless, I recall becoming so immersed in God and the things of God and so on and so forth. And I remember sharing revelations with her, you know, and plainly one day she shared that she, though she does call herself a Christian, she does not believe in the Bible. And I remember at the time I was so confused, but we still remained friends. And this is how issues begin, folks. Not saying that you cannot get to know or love on or be cool with people who are unbelievers, because quite plainly, I know of and I'm very, very cool with many people of different religions. So it's not that. However, as believers, it's especially important to have those who are the closest to you to be of similar beliefs. And I know that in many other religions, they follow um, similar, similar ideas. Being that what they always say is true, birds of the same feather flock together. You know, that statement, even though we used to get tight here and our parents say it, it's so true. And oftentimes in many cases, Christians unfortunately end up falling if they're in friendship groups and stuff like that, or if they're very, very, very close with people who are unbelievers. You may convert your friend if God has given you the assignment and the grace to, but that's not the case for everyone. Nevertheless, my friend at the time, you know, she said that she was Christian, right? She said that she was Christian, but once again, with us being a part of that big friend group for so long, I just saw her faith sometimes and her desire for God just diminishing, truly. And she just began to not align with many of the Christian beliefs at all. Like she even started believing that there was nothing wrong with having sex outside of marriage. And though I stayed a virgin, I can't lie with having friends who believe that or many friends at that time who, who believe that. It sometimes made me second guess what I believe. And I feel like that's so important to highlight because sometimes if you are in a group where, out, where unbelievers outnumber you, Sometimes you may question, you may second guess your beliefs. And in some instances, you may completely get rid of your beliefs and swap them for your friend's beliefs. And oftentimes with being a young person in our society, if we're not careful, we would try and excuse everything on the basis of personal conviction, which is not it. Like like certain things are in the Bible and it says what it says. And that's it. Okay. Drop the microphone. That's it. Anyways, years later, um, being specifically with that relationship, sorry, that friendship, being that our foundation in God was no longer strong, 
what I was talking about earlier about those external factors, I'm going to expound upon that right now. When I said (laughs) that part, what I meant was that because our foundation wasn't strong with God, other spirits were easily, easily, easily able to infiltrate our friendship. So listen, friends, we know this as believers. Once we remove God from the center of the throne, we naturally appoint a new king. All right. So the true question is, in your friendship or relationship, right, which prince are you inviting? Are you inviting the prince of peace or the prince of this world, a.k.a. Satan? And if you're not careful, and once again, if you possibly remove God from the center or from the throne of your friendship or relationship, you'll see that very soon spirits of jealousy, anger, um, wrath, all these different things can sometimes have its way. And specifically in that old, old friendship that I had, I started to see that spirits of jealousy began to infiltrate her, which affected our friendship. Thereafter, division came, lots of anger on my side came, bitterness, unforgiveness, all these things were able to infiltrate that friendship because we simply removed God from his rightful place. Um, And months, the thing is months before those spirits began to reign over our friendship the lord told me that we would be ending our friendship very soon and before i knew it unfortunately we began to distance ourselves but what i'm learning is as you become a spiritual christian um whatever is not submitted to god will not be protected by god and that truly goes for friendships and relationships as we push ourselves to the center and move god to the sidelines or simply as we commit sins and we leave evil doors of access open that causes spirits to sift you like wheat truly and what it and you might ask yourself like what do i mean by being a spiritual christian because i mentioned that earlier because i said what i was learning or i simply shared what i was learning as a spiritual christian and you may ask yourself what do i mean by that so being a spiritual christian right that means to not be lukewarm to be a person who lives in this world, but intentionally chooses not to be of it. It means being someone who is cognizant of the spiritual realm and the fact that yes, angels and Jesus are real, but these are eight, but there are also agents that are against you. It also means being someone who is highly intentional about keeping Jesus first and is not so tied to the physical but once again is aware of the spiritual or the supernatural. Nevertheless, going back to that friendship. So sorry if this story time is all over the place because it's like a story time, but it's also like me sharing like what I learned from God as well. So nevertheless, with our friendship, even though we might've started out equally yoked, sooner or later, we both became unequally yoked to each other, right? And our friendship tie soon broke. And to just bring up a verse, which I'm sure you all have heard in church, (laughs) do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? Right? I'm going to say it again. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? I remember hearing this verse so much as a kid in church. And I remember kind of getting a little annoyed, you know, with my leadership at the time, like, you know, why can't I have friends who are unbelievers? Why can't I have best friends or close friends who are unbelievers? Like I thought they were just trying to be a stick in the mud. I thought that they were just trying to be extra and that they were trying to Christianize everything. But you really see that 
when you don't have proper community, when you don't have proper fellowship, when you don't have proper friends in your life, you can fall away. And what what I realized as I've grown older is a lot of things in the Bible, they're simply precautionary measures or cautionary measures. Like that's simply what it is. It's trying to make sure that you avoid issues at all costs because at the end of the day god is so knowledgeable and god is so wise so sometimes he lays these things out and even though it seems annoying even though it seems like a stretch even though it seems so extra there is a deeper reason behind it because i mean sometimes we have firsthand lessons or we hear about stories of this stuff truly happening to people but anyways i also do want to like take my point a little bit further and say that I will not lie and say that I haven't had to end friendships with people who are highly spiritual and who are very Christian as well. Because I feel like sometimes we kind of like are very one-sided with this. Like we're just like, okay, you can't have friends who are unbelievers, that's it. But we also don't realize or we also don't bring up the fact that sometimes you can have friends who are Christian, who are quote unquote believers, but sometimes their life is not a representation of that. The fruit that they bear is not a representation of that. Or sometimes they can quote unquote be highly spiritual, but they can still make mistakes and still still go astray in certain aspects. So many of y'all probably are confused at this point. Y'all are probably like, wait, so who can we be friends with? <laughs> like, can we be friends with Christians, not Christian, people who aren't Christians? Like, what's up? And my answer will always be this. As Christians, and in friendships slash relationships, we need to learn to never be so heavenly bound or so we think that you become no earthly good. And I can recall also losing great friendships with Christian people. Like I'm talking about people who were dedicated to the faith. I'm talking about deadly committed, right? But still losing friendships with them too. And once again, y'all might be asking how, like, how does that happen? Or why does that happen, Tina? Like, you might be going through the same thing. Like, you might have had a friend and y'all was ace boom coons and y'all was besties. Y'all was doing everything together. Y'all were both in Christian fellowship together, but y'all friendship broke suddenly. It broke suddenly. And I feel like the Holy Spirit just brought a Bible verse into my remembrance, um, which is the Bible verse of while men slept, um, I think it says the enemy sowed tears or something, something sowed tears. But in my church, they often bring up this Bible verse. I don't remember where it is specifically, but I wanted to bring this up because like, it's always really important to cover every friendship, every relationship, every single thing that you care about. It's really important to cover under the blood of Jesus. I feel like this year and last year, I truly learned that. Like we cannot leave any door open for the enemy to come and strike because sometimes the enemy, you know, obviously he observes us. He notices us. He sees what we like. He sees what we care about. So sometimes what he tries to do is because he sees that you love a thing so much. And sometimes we have to be careful that we don't love things above God. But sometimes when he sees that, he's like, all right, let me let me go and hurt this person by breaking this friendship up or by you know, causing confusion, causing an argument, whatever it may be. And then suddenly something that was meant for good, something that might've been ordained by God is suddenly broken. And sometimes it's not always broken because this person made a mistake or that person made a mistake, but sometimes the enemy 
like he plants seeds of confusion. So it's really important, every friendship, every relationship, everything that you care about, truly cover under the blood of Jesus and be highly spiritual, be highly intentional about how you pray for things. Um, and it's also, it's also really important to just not pray amiss, to not live so unconcerned. I feel like, especially with being in the best church in the world, Kingdom Full Tabernacle, KFC, period, KFC in the house, with being, with being a part of the best church in the world, okay, and I'm going to say that, um, I really learned that sometimes as a believer, we could just, once again, just pray amidst. We can just be so lackadaisical in our prayer life. We can be so simple. We're not specific. We're not serious. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect because sometimes I'm not serious. So sometimes I'm not, or all the time, I'm not perfect, period. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, like, Lord, thank you for everything. And granted, those prayers are great. And those prayers are still heard by God. And those prayers are still, they still matter. And they're still valid. But also, it's really important to understand that the enemy is here to steal and to destroy and to literally take everything from you. So when you learn that, we're supposed to develop righteous anger and be serious in prayer and to not cease in prayer, truly. But sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent. But <laughs> let me go back to my whole point about losing great Christian friendships, right? So once again, like I said, I can recall losing great friendships with Christian people. And the reason oftentimes with that, in some instances, not all, because I want to say that in some instances, I just do think that the enemy sowed tears. I believe he sowed tears, sowed seeds of confusion, of, of anger, whatever it was. I feel like he sowed tears. And because of those things, that's what caused it to break. But in other instances, I do want to bring that up. You know, um, sometimes or oftentimes you think that you're so spiritual. And sometimes as Christians, we can be so caught up in that. That's why it's good to have a um, an equilibrium between being spiritual and being earthly. And listen to me, I didn't say being worldly. I said being earthly because at the end of the day, we live on this. We live on this earth. And because we live on this earth, we cannot pretend like we're Martians or like we're angels. We cannot pretend like that, especially for me. I work in a helping field. I work in social work. So if I'm over here quoting every single Bible verse in, in meetings, I'm probably not going to appeal to people. People are probably not going to listen to me. And it's not, I'm not just saying, oh, we need to just try and earn everybody's liking or whatever. It's not that, but it's saying you need to know how to be able to relate with people, but you also need to be um, spiritual at the same time. So finding an equilibrium between the two, once again, being earthly good, not being worldly good, being earthly good, but also being heavenly bound as well, being cognizant of heavenly and spiritual things, but also living on this earth, being a person, knowing how to relate with people and all of that. But nevertheless, um, once again, going back to my thoughts, sorry for kind of going off on a tangent, but sometimes Christians, some Christians can try and be so spiritual and be so caught up in that that you you might mistake everything that you do or say to be from God. And we can all acknowledge as Christians that there may have been times in the past, you know, where we were where we were particularly early in our walk with God, we might have done things, we might have said things, we might have chased certain things that we thought God wanted for us, when in all reality it was us. We didn't hear God correctly as we thought we did or we simply let our flesh lead and we mistook 
or we mistook it or we simply called those things um, as, as if it was God who told us to do those things or say those things. And I feel like with navigating relationships, friendships, whatever it may be, it requires God being at the center. It requires understanding that sometimes you may mess up, you may make a mistake, you may do something wrong, you may offend someone, but being ready to acknowledge that and to accept that and to right your wrong, essentially. And I feel like sometimes as Christians, we can kind of be holier than thou. We can think that, oh, well, God's speaking to me. God told me to do this, this, that, and third. When in our reality, we just wanted to do that thing. We just wanted to say that thing. We just wanted to curse that person out. Somebody got us upset. So we just wanted to leave this or to say this or to do that or to tell someone this and to tell someone that. And we over here saying it was God. But anyways, anyways, I do also want to bring up scripture because this is a Christian podcast. So where will we be without scripture? So Proverbs 3 verse 5, um, 3 verse 5 to 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Now, as humans, it is easy to lean on our own understanding. In relationships especially, when we are offended, we may rely on our own rationales, on our own preconceived notions. We may lean on our own heart, which is deceitful. But in godly friendships and godly relationships, it is so important that we acknowledge God so he can show us how to move in friendships because we are not above error. And I feel like we do have to be cognizant of that fact. You will make mistakes in friendships and relationships, despite how spiritual you may be you are still in a fleshly body so because of that you will make mistakes i'm gonna say it again you will make mistakes and i'm just gonna make this quick note i think it is so important to work on communication styles before entering into romantic relationships particularly and i'm not saying that you won't still have to learn or improve because you will but i'm just saying that it's really important because i see a lot of the girlies and the guys on instagram tiktok facebook all of that Twitter, you know, I was talking about like, oh, I want a girl or I want a, you know, I want a man or whatever, this and the third. And it's like, when somebody gets you upset, you fall off the face of the earth. You go MIA for two weeks. Like, come on, we got to get it together. But I mean, at the end of the day, like while you're in romantic relationships, you're still going to grow. You're still going to have to work on things. But I feel like at least have a start, at least try to work on your toxic ways beforehand. Um, But once again, you're still going to have to learn and you're still going to have to grow and all of that. But going back to the particular topic, some of y'all may still be worrying or wondering, I should say. So, okay, Tina, I heard all this. I heard the story time. How do, but how do I quote unquote part ways peacefully with other people that I was friends with at one, one point in time in life? So first things first, I'm going to say this. You cannot walk in peace if you haven't acknowledged what caused the havoc in the first place. Oftentimes with abrupt endings and friendship, it is really easy to avoid it. Or sometimes it might not be easy to avoid it because you might be overthinking and thinking about it for for days on end. But every single time the thought comes to mind, you try and just brush it away. You try and get yourself super duper busy so that you don't have to focus on it or whatever it may be for you, right? It's easy to pretend like that hurt doesn't exist. But I would say it's best to be honest with yourself and God so that he can help you with it. Because God cannot bless your mess if you're not even acknowledging that 
you have a mess in the first place, you know? And I do want to bring up the scriptures from Psalms 38, sorry, Psalms 34, verse 18, which says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. So friendship heartbreaks are real, but God is a gentleman. So he won't heal what you haven't acknowledged is broken, right? Like, He's not going to be like, okay, let me try and fix you up in the center third. And you are not even acknowledged that you're brokenhearted or that your spirit is crushed or whatever the case may be. And I feel like it's also really important to sometimes acknowledge that grief does come in waves, especially when fresh. You might be fine at one point and you might not care about that friendship that fell out. But possibly in a week or two, like for some of my girlies, when you're on your cycle, it might really hit you very, very hard. And I also do want to acknowledge from a mental health standpoint that grief from friendship breakups is real, too. Like you don't only grieve when people die, but it's like you also grieve when people are dead to you, you know, like when that friendship is dead to you, like that person who was your everything friend, like the friend that you ran to about work issues, school issues, family issues, that friend is not there anymore. And it's like, you have to try and create or foster a relationship with someone else, which is probably hard to do as is because it's like, you have to build something that already took years to build with another person. So sometimes it can be really hard. And I try to always acknowledge that because like even like in my profession in social work, like when I'm counseling um, students, especially in the past who even they were going through friendship heartbreaks at, you know, younger ages and stuff like that, having to let them know like, hey, you're grieving over a past friendship or even for me in therapy, realizing with when my therapist says it like, hey, you're actually grieving, you know, you lost a friend or whatever, or so-and-so happened, like realizing that you're going through a grieving process and that is okay. The next thought and the next point that I had is don't let offense finish you, okay? And I'm going to be honest. I used to be a person who was very, very easily offended, you know, and God is still working on me. God has healed me. I received my healing in Jesus' name, amen. But yeah, God has been <laughs> working on me for some time on that. Um, but especially in friendship breakups, it's really easy to let offense eat you up and bite you up and just finish you, right? But it's so important to rebuke those ungodly thoughts, right? It's so because because it's important to realize that the enemy will always highlight everything that went wrong. The enemy will always try and make you take things personally as well. So I feel like especially when navigating um, friendship breakups and when trying to part ways peacefully, it's always important to remember that you never want to take things personally. You always want to look at situations. I mean, granted, sometimes certain situations are a reflection of you. But if you've been done really, really wrong, sometimes that situation and how that person acted is more of a reflection of themselves than you. And I want to highlight that. Um, next things next that I do want to mention that kind of coincides with this last with, with this other point that I just mentioned is that when I lost some friends in the past, Christian or not, you know, I used to meditate on that for days, for minutes, for hours, however long. And I would sit there and think like, nah, they did this wrong to me. Like they're this, they're that. How could they, how could, why weren't they thinking, you know, I would just sit there and like, let the devil project those thoughts on me. But it's like, as of recently, I've had to be more keen with saying Satan step behind me. 
Satan flee. Like I really, I remember I used to hear my pastor's wife growing up. She used to always say like, no, when the devil is troubling you, say Satan step behind me. And I used to laugh when I was younger. Me and my friends, we used to think, ah, ha ha, kiki. Like that was funny. But it's like, as you grow as an adult, you really realize that the enemy tries to project thoughts on you, especially when you went through a troubling or a hurtful situation. He will try and use every little thing to manipulate you and to get you into a place of deep sadness, of anguish. And he will try and corner you. He will try and isolate you. He will try and finish you. He will try and project all these thoughts. And if you sit there helpless and like a lost puppy, as I stated before, he will literally finish you. So it's really important. Um, and I'm even learning this for myself too, especially with navigating um, past friendships that didn't work out. Like, man, like things happen. You know what I'm saying? Like my feelings are, I sometimes say this to myself, like my feelings are valid. I miss that person. We had a great friendship, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, all things work together for good, for me. All, every bad situation, everything that went wrong, it's all working together for my good. God still has great plans for me. At the end of the day, it's all working together for my good. And I can't stay stuck in the past because if I stay stuck in the past, I can't, I cannot move forward into the future that God has for me. If I stay stuck in how that person did me wrong or how that person offended me, I will not step into the great relationships that God has waiting for me on the other side. And it's also realizing that we are only living in one part or one section of our lives. We don't even understand. We don't even know the great jobs that are ahead, the great friendships that are ahead, the great relationships. We don't even know because we can't see that yet. We're so caught up in, oh my gosh, like, well, I lost this great friend. So there's no way that, you know, you could get another or this and a third. But it's like, we can't have such a limited mindset, especially with walking with God. Um, so I did also want to bring that up. Um, another scripture that I do want to highlight is from Proverbs 19, verse 11, which says, good sense makes one slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook an offense. I remember in college, this verse was my staple. Um, especially with being an RA and with having various leadership positions and managing people. When you manage people, if you're not careful, once again, offense will finish you. Offense will do you shaking. Like offense will try and get the best of you, right? Um, but this Bible verse, I remember I put it um, in my room. I wrote it on a sticky note and I pasted it. I think it was either above my bed or above the table or the, sec or the section of my room that I used to study. I used to literally have a bunch of verses that I wrote up and I just stuck them on my wall. And that was one verse that I stood by because it's so true. You are seen as a fool when you walk in offense and when you walk in malice. One thing about someone who is always offended is that it shows on them. It ages them. It eats them up. But people who are not easily offended, they shine. You can see the joy that lives within them because they live in a carefree way. And it truly reflects on them as well. And you see the difference between the two people. So once again, with reading that verse, good sense makes one slow to anger. And it is his glory. You receive glory. You have glory when you're able to overlook an offense. Truly. Um, and then I guess the main question that I kind of wanted to ask you as a listener is, which person do you want to be? Do you want to be that person who overlooks an offense and who receives glory? 
and who shines and who's able to live in a carefree manner and who can walk into the future and receive everything that God has for them because they're letting all of the things of the past go and they've learned to part ways peacefully or are you going to be that person who walks in foolishness who walks as a fool who lets offense who lets malice who lets broken friendships friendship heartbreaks eat them up I've seen some people who have went through friendship breakups and they vowed that they would never become close with anyone because of all of all because of a past friendship and to me i i count that as foolishness because it's like you could possibly be missing out on such a great such a meaningful and possibly an even better friendship with someone but you're going to miss out on that just because someone did you wrong it's not to dismiss your feelings it's not to dismiss what the person did wrong it's not to say that your feelings don't matter because your feelings do matter but it's important to acknowledge how much we limit ourselves as people from receiving the blessings of god and it's also important to remember that god cares for you and god cares for the friendship breakups he and i remember i used to have this struggle with god when i was in college because i used to always feel because when i was in college god started to convict me a lot about certain things and i used to i used to get mad with god and i used to be like god listen I feel like even if I bring up to you this situation or this friendship breakup or this argument, I feel like you're going to take the take the side of the other person because one thing about God, God would always tell me when I did something wrong, but God sometimes would have to speak to me and he would help me realize that though he was going to hold me accountable, though he was going to tell me what I did wrong, it didn't mean that I couldn't run to him as my father. It didn't mean that I couldn't lean on him when I had an issue or when I had a problem. And it didn't mean that God was going to favor the other person over me or whatever the case would have been. But it's like at the end of the day with our situations, with our friendship breakups, with our heartache or whatever, we can always run to God. But it's also really important to not stay stuck in that 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 hard time, that past time, that sorrow, that grief. It's important to heal, to get through it and to eventually move forward. Amen. Amen. And I feel like the last thing that I do want to mention before we close out and before we mention um, the Bible verse, the last Bible verse that I have is that it's really important to remember that we all have made mistakes and we're going to make plenty more mistakes. And the Bible verse that I did want to highlight is from Colossians 3 verse 13 um, to 14, where it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. So that Bible verse, I feel like every single time that I come across it, I feel like it's a new revelation or it's definitely just a reminder for me that the Lord has forgiven me because I know that I've offended many people. I have made many mistakes. I have made or not only offended, but I've made many faults, but there have been friends in my life who I have, who have stuck with me till this day, who have been able to make allowances for me, who have been able to overlook certain things. And even God himself, um, I've definitely offended God a few times, but when I ask for forgiveness, he's able to look past my faults and he's able to give me um, grace and to show me mercy. So I feel like um, one thing that's really helped me to really heal from past friendship breakups that were disheartening at first 
was just realizing obviously that God has forgiven me, but just realizing that nothing should be worth the peace that God freely gives to me. Nothing should rob me of my peace. No bad situation should rob me of my joy. No bad friendship breakup or whatever should make me count God as unfaithful or should make me see the world in such a terrible light. Nothing should should make me change how I relate to other people. And I feel like sometimes a few of us have went through a bad friendship breakup or a bad situation or whatever the case may be. And we've allowed that to sometimes affect our relationship with God and affect our relationship with people. And granted, some heartbreaks or some friendship breakups hurts. But in some instances, we have lessons that we can take from certain situations. Like I've shared some of the lessons that I took from certain situations, like situations with unbelievers, where I learned that when we take God from the center, we put ourselves in the center and we cannot properly manage those friendships and relationships that we have. And then with my friendships that broke out with believers, some things that I learned is that even though we're spiritual, we can still make mistakes. We can still mistake our desires, our wants, our beliefs for the beliefs, the desires, and the wants of God. So sometimes that could even happen. So I feel like even in the most disheartening situations, there is still something to learn. There is still something to take away from it. So I feel like it's really important for us as believers to always remain teachable, to take every situation with a grain of salt and to also remember and truly internalize that all things work together for our good. Everything is working together for our good. All those bad mistakes, all those friendship heartbreaks, all those relationship heart breakups or whatever the case may be, it is all working out for your good. And I want you to definitely take that away from this episode. Now, before we close off, this episode, I do want to say a prayer. And I typically don't always feel led to say a prayer, but for specific episodes, but I feel like God may be telling me to do that. I feel like my spirit is just really needing me to do that. So I just want to say a quick prayer ever so quickly. So if you're able to close your eyes and if you're able to also say amen. Father God, we say thank you, Lord, for this episode. We say thank you, Lord, for the gems that you dropped within this episode, Lord. We honor you. We bless your name, Father. We say thank you for everything, oh God. Lord, I just commit whoever is listening to this episode into your mighty and holy hands, Father. If there be anyone who is dealing with friendship heartbreaks or breakups or even relationship or romantic heartbreaks or breakups, Father, I pray that you will comfort them. I pray that you will uplift them. I pray that you will give them joy instead of sorrow, Father. I pray that you will lift their spirits, Father God. And I pray that this one situation will not taint their view on life or will not taint their view of you or future relationships, Father God. I pray that you will uproot every evil terror, every evil seed that has been planted by the enemy, Father God, and where we close every door of access that the enemy has to us, Father. We say that we ask that you have your way and take your place in our relationships, Father Lord. Help us to never put ourselves in the center opposed to you, Father Lord. But instead, Lord, we ask that you will be the king of kings, Father Lord, and the prince of of all relationships, whether it's romantic or platonic that we choose to create, Lord. We ask that you be the center. We ask that you have your way, take your place and control those relationships, Father God. And we also submit them to you, Father Lord. 
Please, Lord, help us guide our steps, Father Lord, and help us to grow in our understanding, Father, and our wisdom. We say all of this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I just want to thank God firstly for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. I And I also pray that if this episode touched you, if it rejuvenated you, if it blessed you, first things first, I want you to do, the first thing that I want you to do is to bless the name of God and to thank God for that. Secondly, if it really, 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 really blessed you, then please, please, and please again, send this episode around send this podcast around let it bless the lives of other people post it on your social media platforms and even take it a step further and leave a review why don't you but truly thank you and god bless you for tuning in if you haven't already subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive notifications and alerts when new episodes come out because we're trying to get them out on a monthly basis so please stay tuned and i just want to say thank you again god bless you and Sailor wait don't go just yet i wanted to give you all a chance to give your life to christ or rededicate if you have not already some of us we have grew up in the church or around the church but have not verbally confessed jesus as our lord and savior so i wanted to give you all a chance right now or even some of us have been in christ but we have been falling a little bit or have been a little bit lukewarm So say this with me out loud. Lord God, please forgive me for my sins. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I believe that you love me. I believe in my heart that you are who you say that you are. You are the son of God. And I confess with my mouth that I am a sinner. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my savior. Please cleanse me from my sin and create a new and clean heart in me. I do believe that you are my savior and I now want to live for you as my Lord and my God. I know that I have eternal life in you because of the work that you did on Calvary's cross for me. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's it. You are on the Lord's side. Okay, God bless you. A party is happening right now in heaven over your soul. Continue to walk in the ways of the Lord, pray earnestly, seek him, and also continue tuning into this podcast.